What is going on, Boiler Nation? It's Tuesday night. It's February 6th, 2024. It's time for a brand new episode of the Boiler Breakdown Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee, co-host Evan Webb in the house. What's going on, Webby? It's going, man. Happy to be here. It is going. Happy to be here. Happy to recap yet another big Boiler victory. But first, we got some business at hand to talk about. And that is, we are part of the big, t- big banter sports. I always want to say Big Ten because yeah. the logo "big" stands for Big Ten. Big banter sports. We are their affiliate for Purdue basketball and football. If you haven't heard already, so go check those guys out at bigbantersports.com. You can find all fourteen Big Ten schools on their podcast for all fourteen Big Ten schools. And they already got some set up for the four additional schools joining next year when the conference expands to 18 teams. So, but if you're here, you're already ready to listen to us talk about some Boilermaker basketball. But we got to give a shout out to those guys because we are pumped to be under their umbrella, to be affiliate on their network and chop it up with our other Big Ten brethren here uh, in the future. And check out their weekly podcast, Big Ten Huddle, if you haven't already. Uh, I should be on tomorrow night. That's the plan. That's the plan. All right. (laughs) I was going to say either Evan or myself will be uh, making an appearance uh, sometime in the near future, and Evan just laid it out there. So Cats out of the bag. Do you know who else is going to be on the show by chance? I did, and I totally forgot. Um, I think think Brant was going to be one of them, which uh, he's kind of yep, and then Joe Jackson. Okay. Awesome. That'll be fun. That'll be a good time. That'll be a good time. But so we only got one game to cover tonight, but boy, was an exciting one. (laughs) Purdue went up to Madison Sunday on CBS. It was a one o'clock national game. Bill Rafferty on the call. That's always fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, They took down the then number sixth ranked Wisconsin Badgers by a final score of 75 to 69. I don't know about you, Webby, but this was one of those games, even when it was tight at halftime, even when Wisconsin was chipping away in the second half and was closing the deficit, I never really got very nervous. Couldn't say the same. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, no, I felt good at halftime, just again, being up to, you know, Zach had what, five, six points, five, which we, we've yeah, seen that quite points. a bit where, you know, pretty plays pretty decently. Um, and, um, you know, Zach you know, has, doesn't have the stats to really write home about. And then he comes out in the second half and kind of does his thing. Um, you know, I'd love to see Purdue getting out to a double-digit lead in the second half, and then they start chipping away. I mean, I was a little nervous, um, but every time I kind of got nervous, Purdue either made a play on defense or was able to get a bucket. You know, Fletcher came up big, um, hitting some nice clutch shots. Lance Jones was incredible. Um, Zach, you know, had some nice plays down the stretch. Um, they were able to get, get the job done. Um, I was feeling actually, like, really good until Braden had that pass stolen from a half court, <laughs> and I was like – you got to be kidding me. Like, this is like, if we lose, that's going to be why is that play right there? Cause it was like, you know, we had a chance to, um, you know, knock it Ice out. The and, game. Yeah. yeah. I know what he was trying to do there. I mean, he's a pretty good foul shooter. Uh, so he's trying to dribble it out and get fouled, but mm-hmm. he got himself trapped in a triple team and steals happen. Uh, you know, looking back on it, uh, I wish he would have made one more pass, but yep. Yeah. You can always say that later after the fact, but. Um, yeah, things got hairy at the end a little bit. Uh, you know, the press, it wasn't even breaking the press. It was more inbounding the ball. Yeah. It was becoming an issue against the press. But um, 
Purdue found a way to get it done. Looking at the box score, like I said, Purdue outscored Wisconsin in the first half 34-32. Then in the second half, 41-37 for a final score of 75-69. Uh, Zach Eady was not the leading point getter for the Boilermakers. That went to Lance Jones, who had 20 points in 34 minutes. He also added six rebounds and three assists to that. Only 30 to three on Purdue. And he just and he he takes some ones. You're like, all right, you know, settle down, Lance. But yeah, when, when Purdue needs big shots, he makes them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's he, Lance Jones' experience. <laughs> he's. I know we talked about this on the podcast last week, but I knew Purdue was probably getting a solid player in him. Never would have guessed this is what they were going to get out of Lance Jones. Yeah. I never thought he was going to be a contributor scoring the basketball like he has been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he's been at the I mean at the very least coming out. I just want him to be a solid defender, um, so that way you know we had him and then you know Morton coming off the bench or whatever it may be. Um, then maybe a guy who can you know go get a bucket every once in a while. But yeah, I never expected him to have multiple twenty point games <laughs> this year, and it'd be a good thing for Purdue. Like because sometimes right. you have these guys where I remember back in the day Willie Dean, if he had like if he scored over twenty points, it usually results in a pretty loss because he was taking too many shots. But Lance, he's been. He does takes a couple here and there, but again, it's like I mean, he had one uh, in the second half where like it was one was like, no, 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 oh, thank God, okay, he made it, okay, okay, we're we're fine, and then like it's just against the Lance Jones experience, and yep, I'm here for it. Yep, me too. Uh, Ted Berkey here on YouTube says Premier defense seemed good on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, he played great on AJ Store. He was the guy I was the most worried about just because I mean he's an athlete, he's big, he's six seven, um, especially I figured Lance was going to guard him, and Lance's you know. Six one maybe on a good day, um. So he obviously gave a ton of height there, and you know I know AJ or Store had a drive at one point. He drove right at Edie. They didn't call a foul on Edie. I was really surprised they didn't. I mean, he used to do a job staying straight up. I was like, man, he could do that every single time. And eventually, he's gonna, you know, I figured, I figured that's what I would do if I was Wisconsin. Just have AJ just drive right at Zach every single time mm-hmm. until they, you know, make him call a foul and all that because he's such a good player. Played a little too much hero ball at the end, but he's definitely been able to take this Wisconsin team to a different level than they had last year. Yeah, uh, and Wisconsin was what? Three for 19, I believe, from three-point range? Uh, Something around that. I don't have Three for that. 19, yeah, three for three 19. 19. Yeah, 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 Max Klisman was two for four. Yeah. John Blackwell was one for two, and everybody was 0 for. Um, yep. AJ Storr was 0 for four. Uh, Connor Seijin was 0 for four, which, thank God, because I figured, again, yeah, he can, Indian he can kid, get a flame like, for yeah, he doesn't get a whole lot of run, but like when he comes in, he can be one of those guys who can just come in and get you, you know, three three buckets right away from three. And he had a couple tough shots, um, but thankfully they weren't from deep. Yep, yeah, but but to uh, Ted's uh, comment there on YouTube, yeah, I thought Purdue as a whole did a really good job in perimeter defense. I mean, mm-hmm. some of those looks were wide open that Wisconsin missed, but mm-hmm. overall, I thought Purdue did a much better job defensively than they did against Northwestern, which still, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say against Northwestern, Northwestern. I mean, going back to the game, they just hit some tough shots, though. It wasn't yeah. always like Purdue's leaving, leaving um, a buoy or uh, um, Barry wide mm-hmm. open. So, um, no, it's much better. It's because, I feel like we did. It's when they missed them. <laughs> they were yeah, you're right. You're right. That's the crazy part. Uh, Braden Smith poured in 19 points, six rebounds, three assists. Really good game for Braden. Um, and I guess the official didn't like him flexing midway through the first half. <laughs> Uh, and I wonder, was that the? I wonder if it was the same guy because I know he was complaining to one of the officials earlier in the game because he kept getting he got hit in the face twice by Chucky mm-hmm. Hepburn, and I think he said something to the official. I'm sure he probably wasn't happy about it, obviously. Um, so I wonder if that, I wonder if that's the same official. I haven't gone back and watched anything, but 
Um, yeah, I thought that was really interesting because, I mean, did you watch Street Jackson Davis play last year? Or, yeah, like, people cause... do that stuff all the time. I mean, yeah, it's, honestly, yeah. if you're going to call that, you probably should call or, or warn something on Fletcher Lawyer for doing the uh, – Right, the same so. celebration. <laughs> the same I mean, yeah, I yeah. mean that's that's I mean, kind of yeah, worse perplexing. You know, if, if Brayden had like done it at the guy or like or, like yeah. had, like got, like chest bumped him, hundred yeah. percent, like but like he was doing it to his teammates and like yeah, it just felt like a guy, the official, just inserting himself where he didn't need to be. And he he it seemed like that guy like was like talking to a lot of the players all the time, like uh, over I don't know. It was just it was annoying. Yeah, it was for sure. Zach Eady, Big Maple. Uh, Toronto's Toronto Soros. That was one I heard over the weekend. I'd never heard <laughs> yeah. before. I guess a pretty yeah. good one. 18 points, 13 rebounds, two assists in 36 minutes. Much better from the free throw line. Um, than he was Northwestern. Still missed a couple, but much yeah. improved. But he became what the he tied Evan Turner's record for Big Ten player of the weeks with 10. 10 times. And then he what broke the school record for most double doubles in a career with 55. Yep. So that's and yeah, I know he's he's really close to breaking. Joe Barry Carroll's rebound record. I think uh I think he, he's about ready to pass Trace Jackson Davis for fifth all time in the Big Ten for rebounds, and then Joe Barry's fourth. So when he passes him, he'll be top three. So it's I mean, it's incredible. I and still can't get I can't get over it. And he's the third player in NCAA history to have two thousand career points, a thousand career rebounds, two hundred career blocks, and sixty percent field goal career field goal percentage. Those other two guys he joined, David Robson and Patrick Ewing. I think they did okay in their career. Pretty good company. Pretty good <laughs> yeah. company to be in. So yeah, if he, yeah, I was, uh, he I was listening to follow the... up their careers at the next level, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure he'd sign up for that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Fortunately, different times than when those guys played you're right. for, for big you, men. You're, but you're 100% correct. No, I was driving home from the gym. I was listening to the uh, Coach Painter show. Paul Lusk was um, on today, but they were um, Rob Blackman had mentioned that stat, and I was like, they're talking about you know you 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 have those types of numbers you're talking you know, you know greatest ever you know there's always a debate of you know depending on what Purdue does in the tournament you know could Zach be you know, considered the greatest Purdue player ever compared to Big Dog I feel like that I mean I feel like the easy answer would be yes but I think the I think it's actually a lot more convoluted than it is just because Big Dog could do so much on his own where Zach needs to be set up with a pass like I mean if you know Purdue with games tied with 20 seconds left you inbound the ball to Big Dog and just get out of the way versus Zach you have to set him up and all that kind of stuff, but whatever. But I was driving home and I was thinking about that. I was like, man, I remember back when Kobe died, I remember thinking like, man, I, cause I used to, I mean, as a kid, I know I hated on him just cause it was the popular thing to do and hated on Brady, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But I kind of like, after that, I was like, I should like, I really need to stop hating on athletes. Just like when they're like the great ones, just cause just for whatever reason. And so I've tried to really appreciate great athletes when I see them, regardless of sport. And it's just like, I never thought that I'd be talking about a pretty player when, when yeah. I thought about that. Cause it's just like, it's just, it blows my mind how awesome he is. And just even the fact that he's an even better kid as well um, to follow that up. Um, but it's been, he's been so much fun to watch. And I try and take it or take really soak in every time I watch him play, just how awesome he is and how much we'll miss him in the future and just how special he is. I think Caleb Biggie Swanigan helped me appreciate Zach Eady more because what yeah. Swanigan did in two years, especially sophomore year, was pretty incredible at the time at Purdue. And yeah. I feel like I didn't appreciate it as much as I should have, mm-hmm. especially looking back now that he's passed away, unfortunately, and everything. Yeah. So I think that kind of once Zach started coming on last year, I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta let this soak well, in. I, and then I even thought about this when because listening to Boiled Sports, one of their recent podcasts, they were talking about, you know, Zach creeping up in the um all time scoring list and you know, could he pass Mount and all that and the fact that Etwan Moore is third or 
he's third, right? Yes, he's third. Yeah, it's just like I like when you look at back at that time, obviously, I mean Robbie got a lot of the headlines because he was, you know, everyone just loved Robbie. Um, you know, Juwan was the big man and all that, and but Etwan was just Mr. Oh, Consistent. He, like he was inc- like you watch like you watch I, I obviously the 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 Ohio State game at Mackey from twenty eleven circling just like circling the internets, you know, whenever and like He's, he's just incredible. And like, I, just, yep. I was just like, man, I wish I could go back and just like really appreciate yep. how awesome he was because I just feel like I took, I mean, granted, you know, we were high school, early college. So like, it's easy to take that for granted, but like, man, he, they were, he was so special. He was, he was good. Uh, he was good. He was an overall good basketball player. He was good at everything. Mm-hmm. And he was, like you said, Mr. Assistant. Like you said, Robbie kind of got the headlines. Joan was big 10 MVP, first team all American, then first round pick. Eton was like mm-hmm. second round pick, but Eton, Outlasted the other two in the pros, um, which my dad always told me he's like he's gonna be the one that lasts the longest in the pros. I didn't really believe him, but my dad was right. Well, I remember was it the Illinois? It was Illinois where he kind of had his coming out party as a freshman, or he it was at Illinois. He like went off. I remember because I was a freshman in high school at that time. I remember coming into like basketball practice the next day. And one of our assistant coaches was like, "Yeah, he's not gonna be there all four years." And I was like, "I hope he is." (laughs) And thankfully, he was. But yeah, yep, he. uh, that's a great. I mean, he definitely one of the more underappreciated. Mm-hmm. And, and it's hard to say that because I think he was in a group. You know, they, everybody just yeah. paired those three. So I don't want to say he was underappreciated, but he was yeah. the one that didn't get the spotlight. And then looking back right. on that, man, look at just look at the stat. Look at the look at the uh, records. Look at the look mm-hmm. at the stat book. Stat books. So yeah, um, very good comparison there. Other guys uh, that played well. Um, Fletcher Lawyer, 12 points in 29 minutes. Uh, Did not shoot a three. No. I wonder the last time that happened in his career. <laughs> He's getting pretty aggressive with driving the ball, and I'm yeah. all for that when, when teams yeah. are going to allow it. So then also in scoring uh, column, we had Trey Kaufman-Rim, four points, four rebounds, 17 minutes. Mason Gill is only two points, but he had six rebounds, two assists in 22 minutes. Camden Heidi played 11 minutes, did not score. Ethan Morton, 10 minutes, did not score. Caleb first five minutes, did not score. I feel like Ethan's Ethan's put two really good defensive games together between mm-hmm. Northwestern and like he's obviously, I mean, he gets a lot of flack from the fans, which whatever. Um, but I thought he's been awesome the last mm-hmm. two games from a defensive standpoint, and which is like, I mean, everybody's got a role and he's doing it to the best of his abilities. And I think he's doing pretty damn good. So, yep. The only complaint I have, and it's not necessarily as false fouling. Yeah. Yeah. Three point foul. Sometimes, sometimes he finds <laughs> yeah. himself in the wrong spot yeah. at the wrong time. 100%. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Wolf for the Badgers at 20 points in 36 minutes, added seven rebounds, five assists. AJ Store at 14 points, two rebounds, one assist in 29 minutes. Um, Max uh, Kles- Klesmitz had uh, 10 points. One assist, two rebounds in 29 minutes. Uh, Stephen Kroll was held to eight points, five boards, one assist in 28 minutes. Chucky Hepburn, that's a name Purdue fans, of course, remember from banking in the three his freshman year. Six points, five assists, four rebounds in 36 minutes. He was John only Black, a freshman that year. Maybe he was a sophomore, but I thought he was a freshman. Uh, I think you might be right. Yeah, it was two years ago, whatever he was. I thought he was a yeah. freshman. Maybe he was a sophomore. John Blackwell, five points, one assist, three rebounds in uh, 14 minutes. Connor Asijan, like uh, Evan mentioned earlier, six points, one rebound, one assist in 12 minutes. Nolan Winter, zero points, zero assists, three rebounds in 12 minutes. And Carter Gilmore, zeros across the board in four minutes. So mm-hmm. Tyler Wall got his a little bit down low, but um, 
that's all right. Yeah, and as we were as we were watching the game, I meant to text you guys this, and now it's been a bunch of people have said it, but I was like watching him play. I was like, God, he reminds me so much of Ethan Happ. Just like the way like mm-hmm. he moved because Ethan Happ could move really well down low. Mannerisms like he had really good footwork. Um, and yeah, he just I mean, I think part of it too was just Zach sagging off to not foul him um yeah. too, but he he was able to get his. Yeah, Wisconsin's got a good lineage of getting guys like him. Mm-hmm. Wall, Hap, Kaminsky, yeah. uh, Brian Butch. Yep. Um uh grabbing off. Grabbing off, even though like score, <laughs> he was more of a goo. Yeah. He's on their staff. Yeah. I don't know if you That's noticed right. him. The yeah, well, he, yeah, he's the one who got into a, the skirmish with Howard last year, right? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, saw yep. the, uh, yep. the crowd off pick on Lou Jack from, what, 2009, 2010? No, I was thinking 2009, um, right, 2008, um, circling the internet. Yeah, that was... Yeah, I think it was the 8-9 season. I yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to remember like, what you're based off the jerseys, but yeah, that was one of the more dirty hits I've ever oh, seen. Oh, yeah, he sets, <laughs> he's fine sitting there, and then his forearm comes out. Yeah. Yeah, New Jack's five nine. Oh, just that smoked is waste. Him. Yeah, smoked him. I remember. I, I remember watching that play live and just going nuts. And, I was. I remember. I went off. Yeah. I mean, and and now we see what some crazy flagrant one foul calls in today's mm-hmm. game. Can you imagine if that? Oh my god! Really happened now. <laughs> Can be ejected. I mean, probably yeah. flagrant too easily. I would. I would think. I would hope so. So, yeah. Yeah, but uh, overall, good win. It's always mm-hmm. fun to go up Mass and come away from the Cole Center with a win. Back-to-back wins, isn't it? We won last year because last year was when we clinched. Yes, won by two points. Yep. Yep, so pretty, it's pretty good back-to-back back in Madison, yeah. It would have been the Bailey Baby Boilers' first two okay. years. Yeah. They did that. So, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a tough venue to play, as is any Big Ten venue, and really mm-hmm. around college basketball, about any venue you go on the road this year. Mm-hmm. I can't remember a year where – so many ranked teams are getting knocked off on the road, and in so many games are going into overtime. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that says. I guess just parodying college basketball. I don't I think, yeah, just the thing, just with the transfer portal and guys being able to move around. Like you got guys, you know, maybe playing at you know maybe some of the more premier teams that then don't get much playing time, so they maybe transfer down to you know maybe middle of the pack in a you know in the same conference or something like that, or maybe a, you know lower conference, and then. There's obviously really good players. I mean, they're on those teams for a reason, so it, it kind of makes it those get a lot much tougher. Right, right. But uh, I'm glad Purdue has this week off, um, get some rest. Yeah. I feel like they need it, even though they're on a roll. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I feel like they just need it from a from mm-hmm. a conditioning standpoint and uh, rest up and get that team from down south. The Indiana Hoosiers coming into town for the second matchup of the season. It's going to be Saturday night, 8 o'clock on Fox, so national game. Um, first, uh, first meeting between these two back on January 16th, the Boilers won 87, 66. And honestly, the 21 might be about where the point spread is on this. One. <laughs> what do you think it's going to be at? 18. I was going to say 18 and a half, 19 and a half. Yeah. I think it maybe depends on how this game, their game tonight goes, which as, as we record this, there's 17 minutes left in the second half and they're currently down 49, 34 at Ohio state. <laughs> They suck. <laughs> they're really bad. Oh, 36. They're down 13 now. So they, 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 oh. they, they are not good. It's no. Hate it's, to see it. It's 
it's it's another one of those cases where it doesn't always matter how much talent you have. They have to mm-hmm. get together as a cohesive cohesive group, and and your coaches have to make adjustments. And I don't think I don't think the players are getting along. I don't think coaches are making adjustments, and I think they're going to come in with their heads held so low on Saturday. And I know it's a rivalry game. And a lot of times you can throw the records out, but Purdue remembers them coming into Mackey last year and winning by a score of 79-71. And now the guys who were um, doing most of the work for Indiana are gone. Jalen and Trace Jackson Davis. And even God. But, but nonetheless, a lot of these guys yeah. are back. And, 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 and the Purdue players, I mean, it's pretty much almost the same team. Mm-hmm. Slasher just insert Lance Jones for David Jenkins and Brandon Newman's down on Western Kentucky. And so these guys remember that. So they're not going to take yeah. it lightly. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is I know a lot of times you throw the record books out in rivalry games, but if Purdue was to lose this one, it would be, it would be a very bad loss. Yeah. I was yeah, thinking earlier before we hopped on here, I was like, cause I was talking to my wife who's an IU grad and she's watching this game against her will is what it feels like. She's not it's having true, fun. She's a diehard if she's watching. She is. Yeah. At this it's, point. it's, 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 yeah. I almost, I almost feel bad for I don't, but I almost feel bad. <laughs> um, no, but I was thinking, I was like, I was like, man, you guys played, you came into Illinois pretty and, and played really, really well. And Illinois was a really good team and you guys played really tough. And I was like, you could do that, you know, on, on Saturday. And then, uh, then in my head, I'm like, but also like everybody on Purdue remembers them coming in and yeah. kind of kicking their ass last year. Mackie was like, man, eh, maybe not. <laughs> and, and they'll be coming in on a, you know, two game losing streak, but it feels like more than that, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Could have been easier than three. Yeah. The Iowa game was kind of stupid down the stretch, but um, yeah, I mean, going back to what we said, I mean, like, I mean, you look at their roster I mean, they've got three, five stars in their starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's more than painters ever had in his career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it goes to that. You know, they don't have a, you know, Xavier Johnson's not who they were hoping he would be um, or who they thought he could be, I guess. You know, a lot of them thought that he could be, you know, one of the best point guards in the Big Ten, and that's been currently be farther from the truth. Um, that one resides in West Lafayette. You could argue one in Maryland as well, but Maryland Brent's on a better team. Uh, I think part of it, too, like especially with this game, like I, I, I'd i be a little more worried if they had more guys from Indiana on this team because I just feel like, I mean, again – you can say what you want about you know which team cares about it more, but I feel like when you are when you grow up in Indiana and you're around this rivalry, like whether or not you had a side growing up, like you know, like I mean, you knew people who went to either one of those schools, and you remember probably going to watch parties with your friends to watch this game, and like you know they've got Trey Galloway, they've got Anthony Leal who doesn't really play a whole lot, um, but I mean Trey Galloway, you know he he seemed to be the only only player who really gave a crap the first go around at least in the second half when they were trying to make their run um but last year you know you had guys like trace jackson davis who was indiana mr basketball and all that i think you could really like you know he remembers you know getting whipped his first two years um against purdue and that's kind of he's kind of with the charge the last couple years when they were able to beat purdue so i think it does say something you know for these guys like malik renews from miami you know clawares from arkansas you know mckenzie's from new jersey it's like those guys you know probably heard about purdue indiana maybe but you know when they were essentially when they were growing up it was during the archie miller years so there wasn't a whole lot to talk about <laughs> during those games like it's not like it was it was like you know must see tv like duke carolina um, so i think there is something to say i think there's something to say about having guys from the state in this rivalry because it just kind of just feels it probably just means a little bit more because they've been around it for so long well and you know i was thinking um uh about this rivalry and about this game and really the state of the Indiana program. I mean, we're coming up on 37 years mm-hmm. since the last time they won a national championship. 
And I know we like to poke fun at that. And for good reason, because I mean, 37 years, is a long time, it's older than you and me. Um, and, it, you know, the people that remember that well are getting older and older and older. Um, yeah. well, so like your point, you know, a lot of the, I mean, a lot of these people coming into college anymore, they weren't even around for Indiana's last final four run in 2002 mm-hmm. when they're running. Yeah, I mean, Maryland. there are kids like, I mean, upperclassmen, I mean, it was what, so it was, it's going on 22 years. So I mean, you're talking mm-hmm. like seniors in college who, you know, maybe weren't alive when, you know, were maybe just being born mm-hmm. the last time they, and then obviously anybody younger wasn't alive to see it. You know, they've seen, I mean, like us, like, I mean, I don't, you were alive. I was not um, in 92 when they made it. So it's like technically in my lifetime, I, I was, I was born, barely alive though. You're barely alive. I was, you know, seven, I was seven months later. Yeah. Um, but you know, we've seen, I know I've seen Butler make the final four more than yes. And in, in, in Purdue combined, like because mm-hmm. never made it. Um, so it's, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Well, we've seen Notre Dame come closer to a final four since mm-hmm. Indiana's last final four than Indiana. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's just, when you look at the Indiana program, they've had more coaches in the in the, uh, the Big Ten schools. They've had more coaches since the year 2000 than anybody else. And, you really? know, yeah, by one. They've had – Because Bob Knight was in 2000 still. Yes. Still, so, technically. Yeah. Knight, he, got fired, he got fired in 2000, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, Knight, Davis – and this is not counting Dockage. Knight, Davis, <laughs> Sampson, Green, uh, Miller, Woodson, six. Six wow. coaches. Produce had two. And that's pretty that yep. two in about 45 years. Yeah. Michigan State has one Izzo. <laughs> yeah. In that time frame. Yep. Yep. Um, um, I mean, there's been some other Illinois had like four, but yeah, yeah they've had six. Uh, Northwestern's only had two Bill Carmody and Chris Collins. That's right. I forgot Carmody was there for that long because mm-hmm. he kept getting close, closer and closer. But finally, they're like, ah. Michigan's had three. It was Amaker back then in 2000, or was he, was that, was that still too early for him? That there was somebody else before. Amaker. Okay. Then Amaker, then uh, who's was Beeline after Amaker? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then obviously Howard, and then they'll have another one probably next year. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, they probably will. But so, I mean, you take that in consideration. And, you know, I talked about this on one of my other podcasts last night. And I'll preface the question to you Do you think high school basketball players want to play in Bloomington, Indiana? In the year 2024, like they used to. Sorry, say that again. My our one of our buddies texted us, and I he got it distracted me. So, so oh, that's loud. okay. Uh, do you think high school basketball players, good high school basketball players, want to play in Bloomington, Indiana, in the year 2024? Maybe like they used to. Like they used to. No, um, I st- still think there is that, and I think it really depends on where you're at in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like where I mean, I, I live in Indy, and there are some sure. schools definitely on the south side that are essentially might as well be Bloomington North. Um, where, you know, you drive down there and it's just like, it just, it just has a different feel to it. Um, you know, up on the North side, I think like on the North side, you got, even with Carmel and Noblesville, I feel like it's pretty evenly split. Some may even lean more heavy towards Purdue in some areas. Um, but yeah, I, I feel, I mean, definitely not like it used to, I mean, I mean, you could argue, you know, Purdue's the, obviously the premier team in the state right now. I mean, I still, but I still feel like, you know, whenever there's, um, I've still yet to see, you know, a kid from Indiana who's like, you know, like the best player in the state, like, you know, it's like, you know, it's Purdue and nobody else or, you know, not even considering Indiana. Usually it's always like they're, they're both there. Maybe you can make a case for Jaden Ivey, but he, we also were on him so early and it may have been a, maybe too many people thought he was going to go Notre Dame to really even give him a shot. Um, so that was pretty much, a, that was a coup by Painter and a great job. And obviously the Trey Kaufman Ren, you know, that whole story was awesome, but 
I definitely definitely not like it's used to. Um, I'm still. I mean, there's. I still think there's enough um, crazy people out there that you know pump up the the tradition of Indiana basketball and the lure of Indiana basketball to these kids where it's almost like they kind of get brainwashed. Um, so I can definitely see it. Um, and the media doesn't help um, either. Like, I mean, especially around again, where I live in Indianapolis. It's still like baffles, the, and that baffles me because Purdue's yeah. the number two team in the country. They've been one of the best programs for the last three, three years, at least three years, if not mm-hmm. a little longer than that. And they still don't get mentioned. A lot of times, like a day after a big win, they don't even get mentioned. Whereas mm-hmm. if, if I use in a loss, they're they're the headline story mm-hmm. on the, on the sports reading. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm like, what the hell is it going to take? Is Purdue really got to have to yeah. win a national championship to get in that? And I think it, part of it too, I think, also comes from you know when you look at, um, I mean, just in demographics when you look at like Indianapolis again, for example, because where I live, like a lot more Indiana grads will move to Indianapolis versus Purdue because Purdue you got engineers who go off to yeah, that's true, coast Texas, Florida, you know, these big companies, which it's there more and more coming to Indy, and especially with the business school now doing so much better, like. I think there'll be a lot more coming to Indy, whereas Indy, you know, they've got lawyers, doctors, I mean, IU Health, like you, all your doctors and nurses are coming up here. Your lawyers are probably coming up here. Again, your businesses are coming, your business people are coming up here. So I think that plays into it. Like they know their demographic and who they need to pander to. But also just, I think just from, you know, you know, Indiana being, you know, they having, you know, a good journalism school. And so maybe those people come up to this way and all that kind yeah. of stuff. I think that plays into it, but I, I feel like it's, I mean, just from like reading message boards, comments, it's definitely not like it used to be. <laughs> thank yeah. God. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's still pretty crazy. What like just seeing like headlines and like listening to the radio and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, just it's just like you'd think Purdue was you know top twenty five. You know, nothing crazy versus you know been ranked in the top five for the last thirty weeks of college basketball. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, and, and even where I live in Fort Wayne, I mean, you go around and I feel like it's it's getting better because of. Fletcher Lawyer, Caleb First, uh, Biggie, and, yeah, Biggie, and, and Ray Fell, yeah, Ray Fell, and then they're even on the football side, you know, over the years, Bernard Pollard, Rod Woods, and mm-hmm. Anthony Spencer, um, Landon Feicher, um, and then even the even the Snyder's got a really stud uh, girls basketball player that's committed to Purdue mm-hmm. for next year. Um, yep. Her name's escaped me off the top of my head. Yeah, I know you're but, right. Yeah, I'm escaping it too. But um, so I think it's getting better. But like. You go to the malls or sporting goods stores and stuff, still Indiana heavy, maybe even Notre Dame more than Purdue. And it's just so frustrating. It's like yeah. Purdue's got one of their sister campuses right here in the city, Purdue Fort Wayne. Mm-hmm. It's not even affiliated with Indiana anymore. Yeah. It, it just drives me nuts, but it is it is yeah. what it is. And I guess my preface, what I was trying to say about this whole thing was because I can hear IU fans already get it, if they hear this already just coming at me about the Bloomington, Indiana comment, right? Because they would say the same thing about West Lafayette. And while you and I love it, and Boiler Nation loves it. I understand a lot of people don't like it. A lot of people view it as one of the worst Big Ten cities. Um, but I will say, I think Purdue's basketball culture overrides what West Lafayette doesn't deliver. Yes. In a recruiting standpoint, yeah. whereas Indiana yeah. has a culture problem. It's not yeah. just a head coaching problem. When you've gone through six coaches since 2000 and you're just a revolving door three to four years, mm-hmm. should Mike Woodson get, be fired after this year? Maybe. I, I personally think he'll get another year, but maybe. Yeah. Unless, unless like this bot, unless like they go winless and like, and they get blown out, like then you can maybe make a case. But again, it's like, it's the problem again with hiring, you know, a legend. Yes. Uh, I'm, I mean, I, I would you consider Mike Woodson? Because you think about like you know Indiana basketball has had so many amazing players. Things like you know obviously Calvert Chaney, Isaiah Thomas, and all these guys who have won. Right. Steve Alford have won national championships. 
um, and he never did. Um, but I mean, you also hear like, you know, he's, you know, Bob Knight's favorite player supposedly and all that. So like, you, yeah. you have that. Um, he's not in yeah. the top tier, but he owns a lot of property in Bloomington. I mean, he was like NBA player, uh, yeah. NBA coach for many years, which he's trying yeah. to run an NBA style offense. It's not working at all. It's like an early nineties NBA style offense. Uh, mm-hmm. but it, I guess how many times are you going to go to the well to your Mark Cubans right. and your big time boosters, they just bought out Tom Allen's contract. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, I mean, how many times you got Archie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get you're gonna revolve you're you gonna revolve got a revolving door for coaches every three to four years. That's not how you how you produce a winning program. So right. I don't know. I just find it comical because and it's, it's like been I mean, this way and, for so long. Yeah, it just, and it's like and it's it's always and it's I mean eventually you feel like they have to hit on somebody because it's just like, I mean, a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. Well, they like, did for Tom Green for a couple of years. And- yeah, that's true. Um, but it's just like, I remember, like, I remember, and granted, like at the time, I think he was really good higher. Like when Archie Miller came in, I remember thinking like, Ooh boy, that's, that's a, that could be bad. Like it could be bad for us. And like when they, when they got Romeo Langford, I remember like, just like, again, being here in Indy, it was like, I couldn't like, even though I don't follow IU accounts on Twitter, like it, all my timeline was was right. Romeo Lang, which again, I mean, granted, he was what top five player in the country coming out of I high think school. I like, muted him. I think I muted a Romeo on my Twitter. Probably, probably, probably yeah. it was probably smart to do. But like, it yeah. was like all the media was was like, you know, all right, Indiana's back. Like, this is you know a new legacy, yada yada. And then four missed tournaments, zero yeah. wins against Purdue in four years, and it's crazy. And then like again, Mike Woodson comes in. You know, some people think we're obviously more critical. Again, coming to like you know no one else was trying to hire this guy was kind of the big thing. But then obviously yeah. like, you know, there were some that was like, well, you know, the, you know, the outside hires didn't work. Might as well bring in a, you know, a, a new, you know, an inside guy. And then obviously, I mean, he has a little bit of success, you know, he beats Purdue for the first time in forever. Um, and, you know, makes the tournament his first year. He shouldn't have stupid Illinois and Michigan in the big 10 tournament helped them get in. But, um, you know, makes it back to back. I think that's why I think the back to back turns will definitely save his job this year, but, I mean, they, they've got a five-star coming in next year, and I'm sure they're going to spend out the ass on, on the portal this this offseason. Um, then it'll be they'll be the fans will be right back to saying, you know, they're back and all that next year. But we'll see because it's yeah, it's it's interesting because you hear stories about you know Woodson and company and you know all that, and you wonder if some are true or not. But it's it's interesting. You wonder how long he'll be there, anyways. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, you know, we're just so lucky to have Painter, and thank God Bob Knight didn't want him. Thank God. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's funny how it works out. Funny yeah. how it works out. Well, because didn't he take? I saw. I don't know if it's true. I mean, it was before really our time, but I think they said they took. He took Todd Leary or something ahead of him instead of Painters. Or so I'm not sure if that timeline matches up. I mean, people who. Okay, I haven't heard that. Okay, I, I saw it on a message board, so it's you know could be true. Could be the biggest lie in the world but someone's like i thought i saw someone say like thank god they you know bobby took todd leary versus painter well, because things could be a lot different yes yes they could but uh you know looking back the history of this rivalry dating back to uh 99 a lot of the games have been pretty close of course the game earlier this year wasn't but uh one we had a painfully sit through in 2013 was an indiana win at mackey 97 to 60 mm-hmm. any chance this game on saturday could rival that no chance. I think I go back. I was going back. So I was like, man, Painter's not mean enough to do that. Cause Crean left right. the starters in so late. Like he it did. was definitely like he was doing, he was making a point, which I mean, it's a rivalry. Cool. Like, I mean, it sucked being there as a student and all that, but um, I painter would pull, would call the dogs off, which part of me is like, I almost kind of like that. It's like, Oh, we feel bad for you. We're just gonna, we'll, we'll, we'll call the dogs off. This is getting too bad too soon. Like, so 
I go back and forth if I want. If I'd rather have pretty blow them out or give them a pity party and put the walk-ons in with eight minutes to go. <laughs> I think that'd be fun. I think they yeah. put Berg in. They'll be like, oh, God, they got another 7-2 guy. <laughs> and they know we have a 7-3 and a 6-10 guy coming in next year. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, no, looking forward to it. Um, I always get pumped for this game. Um, Saturday night, Fox, like I said, national televised. So hopefully it goes the Boilers' way. Uh, let's let's go ahead with predictions and the MVPs for the game. <sighs> Prediction, I think Purdue wins. 87 68 87 68 okay so so you think it's gonna be closer than the game in Bloomington end up being? Uh, yeah yeah I think I think Purdue's up like 25 to 30 at one point in the second half and then again he puts in he puts in the scrubs and then um the, the you know CJ gun hits a couple garbage time threes to get it closer than it actually really was okay that's fair. That's fair. Well, I'll up it a little bit. I'm going to go Purdue 90, Indiana 64. 96. I hope I hope it's that. Yeah, I hope it's pretty close. And and here's a prediction for you. Students get everybody not students. Everybody in Mackey gets slim slim chickens cuz somebody's like that, yeah. somebody's missing two in a row for Indiana yeah. the free throw line. Malik renews the MVP because he misses the free throws. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, my player of the game for Purdue, I think Zach has another 30-10 game. Just, again, last time playing IU, more than likely. I think he just goes out just dunk, hanging on rims in front of Kluwer. I'm going with another senior, Mason Gillis. Mm-hmm. Mike Mason pours in 15 points. 15 points, Ooh. six or seven boards. Yeah. So, Yeah. I'm hoping, yeah. I'm hoping, because they haven't shot the ball well the last couple of games. I'm hoping Purdue just, just range threes. Yeah. Like early and just, yeah, it like gets it. Because I think they'll come out fired up, ready to play, but I hope Purdue can just punch him in the mouth right away and just kind of keep him at bay the whole rest. Yeah. Just kind of last, like last game. Yeah. I agree. We got some games right now. Um, actually, I used got down to nine at the under 12. Um, uh, Ohio State's not great either. Rutgers went into Maryland and got the win. Wow. I was not expecting that. Hmm. Uh, yeah, Maryland was kind of maybe Maybe, maybe we'll put Maryland 13th in our power rankings next year. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's not good. The fact that Rutgers went on the road, oof, oof. And then you got Michigan State at Minnesota, which Michigan State's got a big week this week. Um, yeah, they do. I mean, Minnesota's not – I mean, they're not great, but they're no slouch on the road. Uh, and then obviously they have Illinois coming in on – Saturday, yeah, yep. before our game, CBS so. game on Saturday. Yeah, yep. But, um, hey, want to go ahead and predict some games? Yeah, let's do that. Um, do you think Ohio State holds on the rest of this yeah. game? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. This is <laughs> they were up like they're 15. not good either. They're not good. They're either, not. They're really bad. They're like I was watching my game earlier, and I was just like, I turned my wife. I was like, I'm trying. Like, this is all. I'm putting all my pretty bias aside, but this game is horrendous oh, to watch. Like just from a basketball standpoint, like as a fan of basketball, I was offended watching that game. Awful environment. I mean, I've been there when yeah. they were number one in the country. Purdue was number 10 back in 2011. It was an awful environment that night. It's, yeah. a, it's a beautiful arena, way too big. It's like 19, 20,000. It's an NBA size arena. Yeah. They just, they don't, they don't care. They don't care. Even when they're making final fours, they in national championship games, they didn't care. So. Yeah. 
tomorrow uh, we got uh, 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 oh no yeah um wisconsin at michigan wisconsin no, wisconsin. 11th yeah <laughs> Michigan's really bad. they're bad um, they're really bad talk about a bad loss for Rutgers. they were up pretty big late in the game and then mm-hmm. Rutgers flipped it on them pretty quick uh, this one actually could be really interesting, depending if, if this if the team, the road team, plays like they did on Sunday. But Nebraska at Northwestern, nine o'clock Eastern on Big Ten Network on tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm glad you brought this up because I wanted to ask you this question before we predict this game. So I think you're in agreement now. Yeah, I mean, Purdue is in sole control of the Big Ten now, and for mm-hmm. first, and then you got Wisconsin, Illinois. Would you say the tiers are kind of Purdue tier one, Wisconsin, Illinois tier two, then you got a tier of Northwestern, Nebraska, Michigan State, and then everybody else. Pretty far below yeah. them. So, out yeah. of those three teams in Nebraska, Northwestern, Michigan State, who would you predict is the fourth team to get the double bye in the Big Ten tournament in Minneapolis? My heart wants to say Northwestern, mm-hmm. um, but my head thinks Michigan State just because of its Izzo. Yeah, um, and they've got again Tyson Walker and those guys. I feel like they're they figured out. I mean, they weren't a great team last year. But I just feel like, you know, Millie Call starting to play a little bit better. I think they're starting to figure it out. Yep. I think I agree with you there. Uh, with that said, Nebraska has not won a Big Ten road game. Northwestern needs this one after dropping two last week, losing to Purdue then mm-hmm. in overtime, then losing at Minnesota in overtime. Yeah. I think it'll be a close one. I'm going to take the home team in Northwestern in this one. I am too. Yeah, they, they're going to be – they need it. I mean, I mean Nebraska yeah. played so well at, at Illinois, um, really, really well. Um, could argue that, you know, some calls at the end went with the, with the, with the home team's way. I mean, shocker, you know, <laughs> the officials, you know, yeah. the calls of the home team way um, towards the end. But, uh, yeah, Nebraska really impressed me because, I mean, that seemed like they hadn't won a road game. I don't think they've won a road game at all this year. And they, you know, damn near went into Illinois and beat them. Yep. Um, but I think, yeah, maybe that's like a, maybe a bit of a deflating game for them. And they, in Northwestern, kind of just goes off. Uh, Thursday night, seven o'clock BTN lone game, Oof. Iowa at Penn state, Penn state coming off a big win at Indiana over the weekend. That was like a 15 point win or something like that. Good week for Penn state last week when at yeah. Rutgers and at um, Indiana and without their, and without their score. score. Yeah. yeah. So maybe, maybe it's addition by subtraction. I don't know. I doubt he's a bad influence on the team, but I don't know. Um, yeah. I was tough to figure out. Penn state's a tough place to play because it's nobody's there. So I'm taking the home team, I'm taking Penn state. I'll take Iowa just to be different. Um, and this could be, it should be a fun game. I mean, both teams yep. play pretty fast, not a whole lot of defense. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll take Iowa. Saturday, we got a full slate. We already picked up the Purdue Indiana game. We've got uh, at noon on BTN, Wisconsin travels to Rutgers. Rutgers now coming mm. off a big win at Maryland. I think it's a good week for the Badgers. I think they bounce back mm. from. Um, yeah. Dropping two in a row, three out of the last six, and uh, win both games this week. I'm gonna go with Rutgers. It's Jersey okay. Mike's. I mean, <laughs> you got a top top team coming in. It's a tough place to play. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe they get a you know big shot of confidence from winning. You know, here at at Maryland. Um, I mean, they just they slug. I mean, they they just drag the game down into the mud. Um, so I'm gonna take the Scarlet Knights, and then okay. I mean, both these games. You know, you know. Purdue with Jason are, are pretty important because it you know it depends on whether or not they pretty widens their lead or not, assuming sure. they take care of business. Um, number 10 Illinois travels to East Lansing to face the Spartans at two o'clock on CBS. I think Illinois is the better team, but I think Michigan State wins this one. I agree. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a really good game. 
It was a good uh, game the first time they played. Yeah, so I, th- I, th- I think, yeah, I think the home team, um, I think the yeah, Michigan State, I mean, Illinois gets a whole week to prepare for this. Um, so there is that. Um, but, you know, it's the road in the Big Ten, and, you know, road teams simply don't fare as well. Um, and I think Michigan State wants some revenge, um, especially depending on how tonight's game goes mm-hmm. um, for them. But I think Michigan State in a very, very close one. Mm-hmm. Um, four o'clock on Fox Sports 1, Maryland at Ohio State. <laughs> well, Maryland just lost. <laughs> At home, <laughs> yeah, I, I I know I was just ripping Ohio State. I think it's a good week for them. I think they go two and zero. I think so too. I think yeah. I think they get it done. Um, and then, man, Michigan at Nebraska at six thirty BTN. I think Nebraska. Oh yeah, Nebraska can't lose at home. <laughs> uh, Michigan might not win another game. Yeah. Uh, rounding out the weekend Sunday, Penn State at Northwestern one o'clock on BTN Sunday. Good week for Northwestern, I think. Yep. I've said that about a lot of teams this week. But yeah. <laughs> uh, and then at 3 o'clock BTN before the Super Bowl, Minnesota at Iowa. No, they're not playing for the Florida Rosedale trophy in this one. Um, this could be an interesting one, um, depending on how their games earlier this, in the week go. But I'm going to take Iowa home. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm going to take it. the same thing. Super Bowl, who are you taking? <sighs> Chiefs. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't bet against Pat Mahomes. I mean, he's been. I don't know why. I mean, it's crazy just how competitive he is. Like, just the fact that they weren't favored in their last game, like, and just how much that drove them to want to just come out and destroy, and they did. Um, yeah, it's hard to bet against them. It is. He's probably the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. I'm not yeah. going to say he's the best yet. He's on trajectory to be so. He's on track. Yeah. Um, the frustrating thing, especially from a Broncos fan's point of view, is this was the year to get the Chiefs, even for the division. The mm-hmm. Raiders or the Broncos could have got them, uh, yep. but they didn't um, because I think they'll retool in the offseason. Some yeah. other positions, I would think they'll get them some more weapons. Yep. Um, and they got a good defense. The only way I could stomach the Chiefs winning is if Karloftis has a Von Miller Super 50-type game and wins yeah. MVP. Then I could yeah. stomach it. But I'm going to be rooting <laughs> for the Niners, and I'm actually picking the Niners. A low-scoring game, 20-17. to 17. Christian McCaffrey's my MVP. Okay. But I'm not even looking really forward. I mean, I always enjoy watching Super Bowl. You know, I enjoy eating unhealthy foods. Yep. Um, just, just watching the commercials. Even the commercials have been really bad for like five yeah. years now. Yeah, I'm not really interested in Usher at the halftime show. So it's nah, like, said, like I don't mind them, but I don't mind it. Yeah. I mean, I guess like they're now, which is really sad to think about. Like, I feel like the last couple of years they've really catered to like our generation. Yes. You had like, I mean, it was it two years ago? You had like Eminem, 50 Cent, Dr. Dre, yes. Snoop Dogg, which that was an incredible halftime performance. Yes. But it's just like, it feels like, man, like these are now like old people for the, for the, yeah. you know, Gen Z. It's like, I feel like they're catering to the, I was like, man, they're catering to some old people. I was like, oh, we're the adults now. Like we're in the, like, we're we're the demographic. We're in the yeah. 45 to 49 demo. Yeah. So. I was like, damn. Yep. Yep. It, uh, but so I, I, I'm still looking forward to just watching, you know, the last game of the NFL season, but I wished we would have got some new blood. I mean, we saw these two teams play mm. in 2020. Which I totally forgot that right before the pandemic. Is. Yeah. Um, but I always kind of enjoy Super because then it's just like, all right, then all eyes turn to college basketball. So, yep, yep. Even though the NFL is one of those leagues that it's always it never stops, news. yeah, but, it but, never stops. yeah, but you're right, it was just March Madness and then the draft and the Masters, I guess, if, if you like golf, it's, mm-hmm. those are the big three things coming up. But, um, but yeah, but you know, Boilers getting a ring either way, Carl Loftus or Jalen Graham. So, yep, yeah, it's good to see, good to see. Um, yeah, uh, there wasn't a. There's not a lot of good games outside the Big Ten as far as ranked matchups this mm-hmm. week at all. 
Um, I know Butler UConn tonight. Yeah, sorry, Andrew. I don't think I'll do that. they've been playing pretty good, pretty well. Um, I did want to ask. So, um, just because this reminded me, I'm not going to say it yet. But if you had to pick one arena to go watch a big game at um, in college basketball, where would you pick? Man, I've I haven't been to many. Um, right? So, yeah. So. I, I assume you. I mean, cause you've been to obviously Mac. You've been to Assembly. You've been to. Value City Discount Furniture Arena. Yeah, and I've been to Chrysler before it got renovated. Okay. Michigan, Chrysler Arena. I went in 2011, and it got re, re uh, renovated, I think, the next year or two years after mm-hmm. that. UConn is up 12 to 8. Considering oh, let's go dogs. Yeah. Something um, I will not say very often, but I will say that tonight. <laughs> Sorry, Andrew. Um, uh, that's a great question. Pick, I've heard Fog Allen's the best venue in college basketball. That's what about everybody says. Cameron Indoor would be cool because it's so small and yeah. pulled out and loud and everybody's on top of each other. Um, North Carolina, the Ding Dome would be cool. Um, man, this is a really good question. I haven't thought because I'm going outside the Big Ten. Have you been to Hinkle? Outside. Have you been to Hinkle? Have you been to a game at Hinkle? Not for a game, but I have okay. been to yeah, Hinkle's. I just realized that because I was like, I haven't been to any. I've been to yeah. Mackey. I've been to Notre Dame's stadium yep. arena for anything. I've been to Hinkle. I love Hinkle. Yep. I love yep. Hinkle. Yep. Um, maybe Purdue will finally get a some type of home and home with them eventually. Yeah. I don't know. Um, let's see here. I guess I'll go Fall Gallon just because everybody says it's yeah. the best. That's what I'm going. So apparently, I didn't get a chance to watch it. Apparently, their game on over the weekend against Houston, which is absolutely mm-hmm. bananas. Like, I mean, Robbie always gushes about. He says Fall Gallon's by far the yep. best. You know, Mackey's second. So I'm just like, I guess there's like a museum attached to it, just with the history of yep. you know of. Uh, of basketball, so like I feel like I've got to go there, and I think my second one would probably be the Dean Dome, just because I've, yeah. I've you know growing up, like obviously I didn't really care about North Carolina or Duke, but I feel like in that game, I feel like we all had like a team that we would cheer for, and I always picked North Carolina over that, and I just I love their uniforms and love that Tar Heel blue. So I think just going to a game there would be really really yep. cool. I've been outside the arena, I've been outside both of that and Cameron, um, like when we were on vacation in North Carolina, we happened to drive by, and I wanted to say it, but um, yeah, probably my my. Uh, What's that Moody's got to go. Wouldn't say the best, but the pit at, at New Mexico, North Mexico, New Mexico is kind of cool. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've that is Grand Canyon is an awesome environment Canyon. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I know, I know the pit's a legendary one. Um, yeah. Gonzaga, especially in their heyday, would be cool. The kennel, mm-hmm. the it's kennel, tiny. Yeah. Actually, it would suck because it's more uh, from a a viewpoint because made more for football. But when they're good, Syracuse and the, yeah. What was the carrier? Now it's the something something wireless. Yeah, which I remember. Still, I remember having vividly, PTSD from the football game last year. Yeah, I remember vividly watching as a kid. I think it was Jerry McNamara. Like the play, they were really good. Like he hit a three mm. the place with bananas, and he was like high fiving people in the front row. I was like, man, that'd be so cool. Yeah. You got like eighty thousand people like watching a basketball game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah, that'd be but cool. It was just, that's yeah, a good really question cool. though. I haven't thought about that yeah. for a while. Yeah, I think yeah, fog is. Yeah, one that I'd like to make a road trip to for a big yep. game. Yep, I don't know if Actually, I'd, I think I'd like to see just because it's new. Was it the Moody Center at Texas? I think like it's a brand new arena. Like I mean, Matthew McConaughey spent a billion dollars or whatever helping design that. So like to kind of see just how that went. And I guess so technically, I have been. We have been to 
uh, the Yum Center, which that's a really cool True. arena. I would assume, like, True. I mean, that was a really cool. I mean, obviously, True. very different uh, <laughs> circumstances, but it was a really, it was an awesome environment. So yeah. I can imagine if Louisville is ever relevant again, um, how that could be a really big home court advantage because that place was massive. And I've heard yeah. actually, I think Tennessee's preferred that stadium is or that arena is massive. Um, I think it's one of the biggest in Rupp, basketball. Rupp Arena. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's so many. Uh, yeah, there are. There are. That's a good discussion. Well, I'll have to remember that one for college football season too. Yeah. Um, to bring that up, but uh, no, it's it's hard to believe it's already February sixth. March is right around the corner, mm-hmm. and we're like we're into the heart of basketball season, where the conference races are really heating up, where people are starting to really um, widen themselves, mm-hmm. and that, that's why I feel like we're starting to see around the nation. I mean, the the big boys in every conference are starting to flex their muscles a little bit. Yeah. For sure. It's crazy. It's yeah, it's already February and we are <laughs> coming down the home stretch, which is insane. Enjoy every game. Yep. Don't yeah. forget it. Don't forget it. Enjoy the yep. journey, even though gotta have the eyes on the big prize. I mean, it's yep. it's it's time. It is time to do something, but um still taking every moment because this team is fun to watch. Very fun to yep. watch. And they're hated. And I'm and yep. I've and I've I've embraced it and I love it. So yep. <laughs> It was, I mean, it's every college basketball show talks about it after Purdue plays about <laughs> the officiating with Zach Eady, and I just I laugh or I get mad depending on who it is. So right, yeah. <laughs> but I'm I'm all about it. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Well, eight o'clock Saturday night. Saturday night. I mean, every night and day is a good day for pizza, but mm-hmm. especially Saturday night. Nobody wants to cook on a Saturday night. You got a big rivalry game. It's the perfect night to get night to get some mad mushroom and the boiler breakdown podcast is brought to you by mad mushroom mad mushroom has been serving boilermakers since 1993 located in the heart of west lafayette whenever evan andrew myself visit we like to sit down and have ice cold beer by trying out their latest pizza of the month which the pizza of the month for february is the raging cajun it's their house made cajun sauce with celery onion green peppers tomatoes chicken cup and char sausage and mozzarella cheese starting at $14. So get two of those bad boys and you can get $5 off your order over $20. Any Boiler Breakdown listener or viewer can also use that coupon code BREAK5, B-R-E-A-K-5, all caps, at madmushroom.com. And you can get the discount that way. So get yourself some pizza. Get yourself some cheese sticks. Get yourself some wings. Get yourself some sandwiches. If you're in the restaurant, get yourself some beer. If if you're if you're taking it home, yeah, just yeah. stock your fridge up yourself. But either way, make sure you get some grub for Mad Mush Saturday night for the game. You will not be disappointed. That's Mad Mushroom. Feed your head. And that's not the only sponsor of the Boiler Breakdown. We got the shop back again. Uh, the shop's been making hometown apparel since 2011. Started out in their garage. Now they've got two brick and mortar with a third on the way in downtown Indy. Um, they make incredibly comfortable shirts. Makes everybody happy, whether you're a you know, Purdue fan, Indiana fan, Butler, DePaul, Wabash, uh, Ball State. Lord, Ball State. They've got, got everything for you. Whether, I mean, they got awesome stuff for the All-Star game coming to Indy um, mm-hmm. in a couple weeks or next weekend. I think it's next weekend. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they've got incredible stuff. Um, but yeah, but if you go to, um, if you can't make it to one of their, you know, their brick and mortar locations, go to shopindy.com, use promo code breakdown, you get 25% off your first order. Yeah, you will not be disappointed. Like I said, we're usually wearing stuff from the shop. I got a hat, 
I got from shop on tonight. Got so, my shirt. Uh, make sure to make sure to use that discount code and get twenty five percent off. Well, it's college football signing day tomorrow. Uh, it's it's hard to always remember that there's a two tiny days that, yeah. <laughs> going on. Um, it should be a pretty quiet day for Purdue. I don't expect a ton of action. Uh, Purdue is in on a wide receiver potentially mm-hmm. to get. Um, who's down to uh, four schools. Let me pull up his information real quick so I don't butcher this. Um, it is uh, it's the number five wide receiver, number 27 overall Juco prospect, uh, Leland Smith. He's down to Miami, Mississippi State, Temple, and Purdue. All signs have been pointing Purdue for a while, so that'd be yeah. nice. I'd like to add one more addition to the wide receiver room position that we can't have enough of. Um and that, that's about all I'm expecting. I know Purdue's mm-hmm. looking for a punter. Our special teams coordinator has, was over in Australia not too long ago, yeah. which I love. I just love that. I uh, tried to recruit a punter. And then they might try to sign a kick or two at a later date. Um, so look for those on upcoming episodes of the Boiler Breakdown. But uh should be a pretty quiet day tomorrow. But you can follow us at Boiler Break Pod, and we'll have the latest recruiting news tomorrow of, of whatever comes to fruition and and especially on X we'll we'll get that news out. So. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Workouts are our conditioning's already started. So yeah. Um, like during the content they've been putting out. Yep. They always do a good job of that. So and then spring ball will be around the corner and then uh yeah. Football season will be here before we know it, but we're gonna enjoy <laughs> basketball crazy. season first. Absolutely. So, any final thoughts, Webby, as we wrap this up? No, just take care of business on Saturday, leave no doubt. Send them home with their tail between their legs. They're actually yeah. down two right now to Ohio State. <laughs> it's a two point game. It was just ten points when I looked at it. So it was, yeah, yeah. Even if they eke out a win, I'm not too concerned. But I'd rather yeah. them lose and yeah, come yeah, with their yeah, heads hanging they, lower. Under five and yeah, it looks like Ohio State just turned. They can't hit a shot and they just uh, turned it over. So, well, maybe you. We need to end this pot so you can get back out there because yeah. they were playing worse when you were watching. So yep, maybe that's, that's maybe that's what we need to do. So let's uh, let's end this pod and let's boiler up, hammer down, beat the Hoosiers. Boiler up.